This is a Federal News Network podcast. The U.S. maritime industry has a couple of things going for it. Demand is up, and it's dawning on policymakers it might be time to beef up domestic capacity as China ascends. It all strengthens the sense of mission of the U.S. Maritime Administration. For an update, we turn to MARAD's administrator, retired Admiral Mark Busby. Admiral Busby, good to have you back. Good morning, Tom. Good to be with you. Well, let's start with the Maritime Academy itself, given the current crisis, and that's a place I have a feeling you sort of dote on, like a mother hen. How are things there, and what's the status? Yeah, thanks, Tom. Uh, and yes, I do pay a lot of attention to Kings Point, uh, as I do with the other six state maritime academies, but particularly with Kings Point, my uh, alma mater. Uh, yeah, since spring break, we have uh, kept all of the midshipmen at home since about mid-March. Uh, you know, we saw the the looming uh, concern coming with uh, the coronavirus and, and just could not ensure their safety by bringing them back to the campus there in uh, Kings Point, New York. So they are all at home. Uh, we made the, the, the very rapid decision to uh, basically shift all of our curriculum to distance learning, and none of it was before. And, uh, you know, hats off to uh, Dean John Ballard and uh, all of his faculty who, in the course of about four days, basically converted all of the curriculum to a distance learning format uh, and began teaching it, uh, as I said, two weeks ago. So this is the second week they've been doing it, and it's been very, very effective. Uh, The the students enjoy it, they like it, and it's uh, it's delivering uh, delivering the curriculum in a very, very good way. And how about things at headquarters? I believe you're in the transportation building in D.C.? That's affirmative. We are uh, basically at max telework. There are very, very, very few people in the building. I come in a day or two a week just to take care of uh, odds and ends that need my uh, signature or something like that. But uh, for the most part, all of the Marad uh, headquarters staff is teleworking. Our field activities around the country are in max telework as well. There are some some of our fleet sites require people to be on site for security and uh, care of the vessels maintenance. They are showing up, but uh, they're all uh, adhering to social distancing and, and all the CDC uh, guidelines to ensure their safety as well. Yeah, the sad thing is from that building, there was no place to sneak out and see opening day the other day. So. Uh, unfortunately not. Uh, I, I never thought that I'd ever miss a lot of traffic, but uh, I did miss it. And let's talk about the National Security Multi-Mission Vessels. This is kind of a long-term project. Can you give us an update on it? We are tantalizingly close to signing the contract or to have our vessel construction manager more accurately sign the contract with a shipyard to begin construction of the first ship. We plan on a five-ship program to replace five of the six large school ships for our uh, state maritime academies. Uh, so, as I said, we're probably within a week or so of, uh, of having that, uh, that shipyard announced, uh, and then we'll begin uh, the process for, uh, for building a brand new from the keel up, first time in our nation's history, uh, training vessel that also does double duty as a vessel that can help in humanitarian uh, assistance missions for post-hurricane or other sorts of uh, missions like that. So we're very excited to get that going, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have that news to be announced probably in about the next week or 10 days or so. We're speaking with retired Admiral Mark Busby. He is director of the Maritime Administration. And I wanted to ask you about the uh, CSBA study, a massive study done on the maritime industry of the United States. 
And what's your assessment of you know the current relationship between Marad and the commercial shipping industry of the United States and, and Marad's own capacity in time of perhaps national need? You know, by statute, we're there to foster and promote strong merchant marine and maritime transportation systems. So we maintain a very close relationship with, uh, with all aspects of our merchant marine, both the domestic Jones Act fleet and our internationally trading fleet. Of course, we oversee a maritime security program uh, that ensures that we have uh, assured access to um, U.S. tonnage uh, in time of crisis or need to move our, our armed forces, because that's how we move them, is on commercial vessels. So, uh, so we're, we're very closely aligned with them. The, the CSBA study that uh, talked about strengthening the uh, U.S. defense maritime industrial base, uh, which also has applicability to our commercial uh, shipbuilding base, I think was a really, really good study. It was a uh, uh, important spotlight to put on the state of uh, the, the poor state of American shipbuilding capacity that has uh, really kind of uh, been decreased over the years. Um, such that basically it really now just supports government shipbuilding uh, for for Navy, Coast Guard, uh, uh, and uh, NOAA for a few ships, and repair uh, and building of Jones Act ships, uh, you know, domestic that are required by the Jones Act to be built in U.S. yards. So we we just do not build internationally uh, trading ships anymore in this in this country, which is a shame. So uh, so we watch it very keenly and are always looking for opportunities to try and strengthen that that industry to keep it going. Because at the same time, Marad's own fleet keeps getting older and older, and uh, the state of readiness of it is sometimes a question. And I guess my question is, what is the status of it right now? And should Marad simply go to 100% reliance on commercial fleet and maybe not have that albatross of its own fleet? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And that's, uh, that's being debated quite a bit. You know, our we, we manage the Ready Reserve Force, which is a fleet of 46 aged ships, average age of 45 years old. But these are ships that are uh, militarily useful uh, and can uh, have, so they have uh, roll-on, roll-off capacity for the most part, ramps, that sort of thing that can move uh, rolling stock um, and, and other uh, material for the military uh, as required in support of combatant commander requirements. So these are ships that are kept primarily in five-day readiness spread around the Gulf Coast, East Coast, West Coast to give us a very rapid surge capacity. Because of their age, some of the readiness of those ships uh, is suffering. You know, we, we typically are in the, the 70 percentile range in terms of readiness for those ships. We'd like to be up closer to about 85. We exercise these ships from time to time, and we are finding that they are becoming more difficult and more expensive to maintain. So the idea of getting newer ships and maybe shifting that burden to the commercial merchant marine has some attractiveness to it, but we have to have that access. We have to be able to get our hands on those ships and move them to loadout ports very rapidly, and you can't always count on that with commercial ships that might be trading somewhere else in in the world. Sure. And so is there much appetite on Capitol Hill for addressing that issue? Absolutely. Yeah, we've we've seen it, particularly in the House Armed Services Committee, Chairman Courtney and uh, Ranking Member Whitman and uh, Chairman of Readiness Committee, uh, Garamundi, have, have all uh, been very, very focused and active on on helping us and the Navy 
figure out how to best recapitalize the Ready Reserve Force going forward, uh, whether we just repopulate the same model that we're using now or whether we shift to a, a different mix of ships, more commercial, less government, or, or whatever, to, to figure out how to, how to best ensure our readiness going forward. So we're lots of discussions going on right now about that. But fundamentally, it seems like there is pretty wide-based support for continuance of the Jones Act provisions. That is to say, we wouldn't increase the capacity by buying ships made in China, for example. That would be, um, you know, we would prefer to use U.S. built ships. The stark reality of it, though, is that there just are not the types and numbers of U.S. built cargo ships available to us to to put into that Ready Reserve program we, uh, unless we built them new. And that's part of the equation as well, is to have a building program where we would build in U.S. shipyards sea lift ships or ships that could be used uh, in time of a crisis you know, to provide national sea lift. Absent that, we are going to be forced to reach out to the commercial merchant marine and use some uh, foreign-built ships to repopulate our Red Reserve Force. We're not going to have much choice in that, at least in the near term. Retired Admiral Mark Busby is the Maritime Administrator. Thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure, Tom. Good to be with you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.